Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, so it's the first Friday of the month. Well, actually, it's the second Friday of the month because last week, Dr. Alessandra Duke wasn't able to stop by because of the holidays, getting her relax on. So we decided to move Dr. Alessandra Duke to this Friday. So we'll check in with her and we'll see how everything's going for 2019 and the feelings of this newest year up and coming. And now we welcome your hosts for the day, Sunny Joy and Dr. Alessandra Duke. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I am one of your hosts, Sunny Joy, joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. Hello. Yay. And of course, Benny on the board. What up? Yes, Benny. We're here. Well, this is uh, first Friday, that second Friday, but usually Sunny in Seattle is here uh, from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKW every Friday, bringing you amazing coaches, teachers, authors, and healers who are on a mission to encourage you, inspire you, and give you tools to live a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. Uh, if you can't I catch love the that. Show. Did you write that yourself? I did. Actually, but it's beginning to feel a little bit cumbersome. Oh. Like, it describes exactly what I want to be doing in my uh-huh. vocation. But um, I don't know. Now that I've read it for going on almost four years now, it feels a little bit lengthy. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. Do you Maybe not feel it's that time way? for a rewrite. No, I don't. I think it like really gets oh. to the heart of what well, you're doing. Well, good. Then then I will consider keeping it. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm kind of, I feel like now I just want to do um, just a super quick intro. And if people want to know more, then they go to the, go to my website mm. or something. I don't yes. know. Anyway, things to consider. If you can't catch the show live, you can always access those show archives at 1150kknw.com. My website is goldenoversoul.com. You can find out more about my business and coaching and all that good stuff. Alessandra, what's your website? Uh, It's alessandraduke.com. And then also I run a a website, Mm -hmm. seattleladybosses.com. I'm a member. I've enjoyed those meetings very much. Yes. For, what was, how long has it been going on now? Two, a little over two years now. Yeah. Which I cannot believe, but yeah. it's been wildly amazing and successful and great. Awesome. And so while we're on the subject, um, you said you are creating, because we're to do a little housekeeping with events and things. Yes. You're doing a mastermind? Yes. So, um, Lady Bosses has been doing monthly gatherings where anyone can come. And we've been doing that for the last two years. And so I decided that it was time to just make some shifts in my um, in how I was running that group and based on kind of what I needed and and the next steps and what I want to do. And a lot of women were really calling out for some smaller group mastermind type um, mm-hmm type of vibe, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'll call it a mastermind because not everyone knows what like a secret society actually entails, but that's what I want to call it. It's like I think the you lady should. boss's secret society. Yeah, because because these days I feel like mastermind is such a buzzword. It is. So it is. Yeah. And I don't want to run it like a regular mastermind. There, yeah. there will be some parts of it that will resemble that, but it'll be our our own spin on it. So mm-hmm. um, we'll be starting the, um, the secret society, if you will. Um, on February 5th, um, we'll, at six o'clock will be our first gathering. So people, if they were interested in that, we're only going to hold spots open for right about eight people. Okay. Um, so if people were interested in that, they could contact me, um, either through the Seattle lady bosses website or through alessandraduke.com either way. Okay. Yeah. Very good. And then we'll oh, and then we'll have a quarterly gathering for everyone to come in the spring. Yay! Yeah, those are my favorite. Yeah. Um, okay, so let me just mention. Let's see. I've got a little event coming up, and I wanted to invite everybody out there. So, um, for those who aren't aware, when I started my when I did my coach training um, back in 2013, um, you have to have hours for certification, and um, and I, of course was a brand new coach. And I went to East West Bookshop because I knew that Mm -hmm. they had readers there. And I said, hey, do you have a life coach? And um, Catalina Danila, who is um, no longer there, but um, she was so welcoming and said, hey, we'll give it a shot. Come on in. And so I coached for free at East West Bookshop for, God, I don't even remember how long. Um, But um, And then I started teaching classes at East West. And I love being a part of the events where they bring in um, you know, awesome people like Anita Morjani and Byron Katie, and, and they were very kind and supported me with the radio show. And 
Um, I got to interview a lot of the guests that they were bringing in to Seattle. So all that to say, I would not be who I am or where I am without East West Bookshop. It has been, I kind of feel like where my, where it all began for me. Mm. Um, and so. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's uh, for those who, if you haven't been to East West, I'm sure most of KKW's listeners have been to East West, mm. but um, East West Bookshop in the Ravenna neighborhood, um, it is just, um, it was like a, a family for me. And they, I found out that I've got the book coming out January 22nd. Um, the book is Unhitched, Unlock Your Courage and Clarity to Unstick Your Bad Marriage. And uh, Bima from the bookshop called and said, hey, would you like to come do a book signing and a talk on your book? And I thought, oh, my gosh, it's amazing. And it's so perfect because that's the first one that I'm going to be doing. Oh, I love it. It's like full circle. Oh, it's perfect. Yes. So I want to invite everyone out there. It's free. It's on Wednesday, January 23rd. We're going to do a book signing. I'll be doing a little talk. And I have to tell you, you know, most of the time when you're thinking about book marketing, um, there are some books where it's like, um, you know, uh, get happy or, um, I don't know, lose 20 pounds or whatever. And it's not a problem that there's not, it's, it's not something that you're embarrassed to have the book. Like if you're on the subway or on a bus, like I have a book where for people to raise their hand and say, I'm unhappy in my marriage, not many people are at least, well, in my experience, always willing in a public forum to raise their hand and say my marriage is unhappy right. yeah so i just holding the book it's exactly like, begs to question <laughs> exactly that's why we designed the cover it looks maybe even like a fiction book and mm-hmm. it's yeah it's a it's the cover is designed with that in mind so that people could have it without it feeling like they need to hide it mm-hmm. um and so for those out there if you are happy in your marriage um you can still come out to the book talk this is not just i'm not just going to be talking about um um, you know, difficulty with relationship and deciding whether to stay or go or getting divorced gracefully. Those are all things that are addressed in the book. But um, I plan to talk on a broader level or like uh, more about just getting unhitched from things that don't serve us. Oh, I love and, that. Yeah. And that's a lot of where my I see my work going is taking it. Um, I love working with um, adults. I have primarily female clients around this, but I do have some brave guys and I adore working with them. But in any event, um, you know, we work more on um, what to do when you're unhappy in your marriage and making those tough decisions and then the, taking the courage or having the courage to act on them. Um, but I, I think from a broader level, um, there's really I want to I, my overall like passion in my work is just helping people get unhitched from things that don't serve them. And that could be a job mm-hmm. like when I was an attorney, that was not my happy place. Yep. And so getting unhitched from that. And having the courage to do that because and I, what I see so often happening is our entire self-worth is wrapped up in a job, mm-hmm. in a relationship, in a spouse's success, in the kids' uh, the kids' accolades, things yes. like that. And so really being able to pull that self-worth back inward, seeing ourselves as magnificent spiritual beings. And when I this is my belief is when you know who you are as a magnificent spiritual being – your self-worth, that's where it comes from, mm-hmm. not anything external. So really about bringing that focus of self-worth inward um, and remembering who you really are. And then when you go out into the world, anything that you do from there is just icing on the cake, mm-hmm. not your I- entire identity. So I love it. I love it because I think that a lot of the work that my clients are doing is on you know, what I, what I call the process of letting go, right? Yeah. And so it's, I think that that is really helpful um, for anyone listening to come to your talk and learn more about how to get unhitched from something that's yeah. not serving them well. That's wonderful. Exactly. And I just, I would love to, um, I'm going to do some invitations for my, um, you know, for friends and colleagues and things. But for anybody out there listening, if you're a regular listener to the show, I would love to for you to come out and to get to meet you face to face. So that'll be on Wednesday, January 23rd from 7.30 to 9 p.m. We may not go all the way to 9 p.m., but at least an hour. Um, and it's free, and you can uh, find out more at eastwestbookshop.com. So. And I have a question about your book. Um, actually, a client had asked if your book will be coming out on audio, like audio? Audible. Audible? Yes, uh-huh. that is the plan. Okay. Yes, but it's not there yet. Do you have... A recording of yourself reading it. Uh, not <laughs> yet. But people can buy. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. You should try out. Yeah. I know. Can I read your book for you? No, I want to narrate my own book. Oh. 
I know they oftentimes. I've, well, there goes that idea. Well, Sorry, no, that. I do. Career opportunities. Dreams, but dreams crushed. I'll just say, <laughs> totally. if I wasn't already tied to doing it myself, you would be first on the list. Okay, well, I'm going to unhitch myself from the dream <laughs> of job. reading your book. Do it. <laughs> but if anybody else has a book they want me to read, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to do it. She's got a good radio voice. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> on to our agenda for the day. We've got we're going to be all over the map. I feel like today we are, which I think that's a wonderful thing for the beginning of the year because there's just a lot to cover mm-hmm. and a lot. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So do you want to start with words for the year? Yes. You're always great with words of the... Okay. So I remember this time last year. Yes. We were talking about our word of the year. Yeah. And I think I still was like, I need more time to figure it out. (laughs) I don't think I ever found my word for 2018. That's okay. I kind of like uh, strong-armed you into having a word of the year. Yeah. Okay. So for listeners, how did you come up with your word? Well... I look at, yes, good question. So my words of the year, it's it's both, it's like evenly. <laughs> I'm just curious because I know what my word is. Oh, oh I what's well, your Benny, word? <laughs> That's what last what? year was. Oh, Benny, yeah. That's, that's not a word. It is, too, in my dictionary. <laughs> it's Benny's why, dictionary. Why, Benny, why was that? We could talk. It's just a long year. It was, it was a lot of rough points. You know, I, a I lot really, of people felt that way. Well, I lost my ex-husband, See? my fiery aunt that I adored, a dear friend, uh, and then a dear friend that lost the dear friend, and then the dear friend's spouse had a traumatic head injury and is not quite fully recovered. Like, there was yes. a lot of loss. Yeah, it you just don't want to 2018 and... <laughs> do that yeah okay, he, awesome he, get he rid of it crumbled paper and threw it down on the yeah. ground for listeners that are wondering so oh, i see recycled. yeah i get i i get the feeling i i heard a lot of people right? expressing 2018 <laughs> yeah let her spit her water out there yeah. her it's a good metaphor so well yeah so but then what's... just a lot happened and it was more negative than positive and so now we're gonna flip it let's flip it okay, okay so, so do you have a yeah. word yeah what was your word well what's reverse of <laughs> Amazing. That works. Phenomenal. Uh, Fantastic. Let's say I'm gonna say bright. Bright. I like oh, that. I'm gonna go with bright. Yeah. I like bright. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember light bright? I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I loved light yes. bright. I had one that bright. we had bought from a yard sale, so it was missing some pieces, but it was <laughs> overall good time. They're already all poked out all the way. Totally. <laughs> Just make your own. Oh, good luck. Flash, there's kid. a flashback right there. Yeah. I like that, Benny. Then we'll return to it. Did you do a word last year before you went, you had a word before the year went? (laughs) I don't know if we really, I have to go back to the the show. I can't remember if you you threw one in the mix or not. I probably did. Mm. What was your word? Mine was heart ambition. Okay. Mm. Um, because I the, I just finished the manuscript and was really on fire to get the, the, the book and the work out in the world. But I wanted it to be from a, sometimes the word ambition can have, I think, negative connotations. Like I think back to like Coke fuel days in the 80s where they're <laughs> like investment bankers who were like ambitious and taking over the world. Yeah. Um, that's not what I, I wanted to balance it with something that was more heart centered. So heart ambition. I still have the little index card on my um bulletin board in my office so i love it yeah so, so then tell us how oh yeah you, you concocted your word i think i have a word slowly coming to me but i'm hmm. curious how you came up with yours for this year now well i it's equal parts looking backwards and reflecting mm-hmm. on what has worked and what hasn't um and then looking forward to my desires and my intentions um and so with i think last year um i i was sometimes holding back on really pushing myself to get out in the world. Um, so I wanted that piece of ambition. And then, of course, the heart-centered stuff. Um, so I, do you want me to say my word for this year? Yeah, and then, that would be great. So self-trust. And the reason being, um, I fully believe most of my mentors whose success I really um, admire, um, their work ethic, their accomplishments, and the things that I really love seeing them do, most of them if not all of them, have had some type of a, a coach or a therapist or someone that's walked with them on the path and mm-hmm. kept them, um, you know, accountable, encouraged, and keep the momentum going on growth. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, you hit a certain level and you think, oh, this is it. Um, and then you think, how can I transcend that and expand to an even higher level of success or whatever it is that you want to be doing? So that said, I've, I've had a coach of some sort or been a part of some type of a mastermind type group all along. 
But what I have found is that I sometimes tend to defer to what they say the business model should be. Right. Like I'll just use like uh, having had a business coach in the past because not having been an entrepreneur before, I knew that I needed support Mm -hmm. to know how to do this myself. Yes. And most of them will have a very particular model that they are teaching mm-hmm. you that you need mm-hmm. to do this, this, and this to make people aware of who you are. And then once they're aware of you, how do you ha- how do you um, uh, invite them to become your client? And then once they're your client, what offerings do you have in your arsenal? You right. know that kind of a thing. And it's a very it can be very rigid. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I mean, it, the, to be able to teach something like that, especially in a group setting, you need to have a very mm-hmm. specific model. However, (laughs) entrepreneurship, I don't think, is a one-size-fits-all model. And so there are times when my intuition has told me or I have a gut sense that I want to be doing this, but because the mentor has been at it longer, has had more financial success or a larger following, I end up putting my trust in their advice over my own intuition. And so I want, I have, I have spent the last several years with some fantastic mentors and teachers who Mm -hmm. I adore and their wisdom and their teachings have been invaluable. However, it's time I feel like to take the training wheels off Mm -hmm. and, and be a little bit more dynamic and organic in how I'm creating or uh, approaching my business. Yeah. So self-trust. and I love it. Yeah. And so would you say that you know, maybe you'd be going along, going, doing one of your mentor's models or something like mm-hmm. that, and then get the, like, a sneaking feeling. You kind of want to take it a different direction, but then mm-hmm. feel like that might be wrong. Is mm-hmm. that kind of where you thought, like, okay, maybe I should try to be doing my own thing or trusting myself? Yes, exactly. So, for example, like, if I'm on the, uh, there was, I was in a group program, and so we would have a group call once a week, and it's really helpful because a lot of entrepreneurs are at, we're at various levels of mm-hmm. following financials, all that stuff. But we all are encountering a lot of the same things. Right. Um, and so someone would ask a question, well, I really want to start a Facebook group, for example, and do a little bit of coaching in there. And the advice was often very similar. Well, you can try that. I mean, it's never worked for me. It's never worked for my mentor. Um, um, but, you know, do what you want. Mm-hmm. And so I would think, well, goodness, if it's never worked for them, if it's never worked for the mentor that taught her, what business do I have trying right. that? And so I wouldn't, I either wouldn't even ask the question or wouldn't consider doing it any other way mm-hmm. than what was being proposed. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, like one of the things that, that one of the areas, um, like I have a meetup group for, mm-hmm. it's called Unhitched. Um, and for anybody out there, actually, our meeting is January 16th next week. If you go to meetup.com, you can find Unhitched there. And it's it's basically a divorce support group. And we have a fabulous group mm-hmm. of people. Um, I love it. We have an even mix of new people and, and returning members. But um, I was always told that meetup groups are not a good place um, like to be spending your time. You'll end up right. spinning your wheels and right. nothing good will come of it, um, that you will end up being drained and resentful. And that has not been my experience with the group so far um, that I've gotten. um, I get a lot out of it. I get um, a lot of uh, really great interactions. There have been clients that have come from it. Mm -hmm. So that experience is not what I was told it would be. Mm -hmm. So being brave enough and trusting myself enough to try those places where I have been told, oh, that doesn't work. I love that. I love that. Well, and it's it's so interesting when I think about I've I've also heard that that sentiment like don't waste your time on meetup and I'm glad that I started Lady Bosses through meetup before I heard the message right. don't start things on meetup because yeah. it has it it created itself into something that I could have never anticipated. I mean yeah. the amount of people that I got from that, the experiences, mm-hmm. the, the clients, the friendships. I mean, so it's like Am I making a million dollars off of it? No. But there are other business opportunities that have just grown on themselves, you know, that I think that it's really neat when you're just kind of open to these experiences and trust your trust your intuition or your gut or whatever it is and move forward. 
Yeah. I mean, that there are some really magical things that can come of that. I agree. And it's, it makes me think, you know, that saying that whatever is truly yours will come to you. And Alessandra, I personally feel from having witnessed Lady Bosses and been a part of it from the beginning, that this was something that wanted to happen and needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And you were the shoulder that the muses or the universe tapped on and said, will you bring this through? And so it doesn't matter if you do it through Meetup or Facebook or, uh, you know, East West Bookshop or whatever. Yes. This group was going to come together. So I get the general business advice that Meetup is not always the best avenue. But that is a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, it's a very, it works as a generality. But Mm -hmm. when something specific wants to happen, I don't think it matters what the general rule is. Right. So right. that's where I'm wanting to little test the waters and see mm-hmm. where does my intuition tell me that maybe those general rules don't apply. Yes. So Yes. I love that. I yeah. love that. So now that I've said, you know, how I choose my word and yeah. what my word is, I don't want to put you on the spot. We can come back to it well, later. I'm, I mean, what came to me as Benny was processing his his time? <laughs> <laughs> There was a lot around that. There was a lot around that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's interesting is that I felt a similar sentiment in beginning of 2018. I remember you having the heart ambition and feeling like you were on fire. And mm-hmm. I was like, I am sinking in a slow boat. Uh-huh. You know, like it yeah. just started off kind of rough. Um, but I think I enter this year and even like ended last year just feeling my word might be inspired. Mm. Just inspired. I feel... I just feel like something came back to life and oh. I feel much more in a um, not just like creative but creating kind of space where I'm like generating ideas again and things mm-hmm. are coming to me. So I think 2019 is inspired in all aspects of my life. I love that. Yeah, I kind of like it too. Yeah, and it makes me – this actually I think is a good segue into one of the other things we wanted to talk about today and I know we'll – be up for a break here in a few minutes, but we'll, we can go ahead and dive in a little bit. Um, you were talking about at the beginning of last year where you were sinking in a slow boat. Is that what you said? <laughs> slow moving slow boat. Mo- yes, yes. <laughs> and I was on fire. And, but I just want to normalize this a little bit because within a month of that, that's when I the first death of that close person yes. to me happened in that huge trauma um, with the the whole accident that happened. It yes. Was, yeah. So, you know, I lost one friend and the other one was in ICU in an induced coma for a long period Mm -hmm. of time as they evaluated, like, the extent of the head wound. And, oh, gosh, it was Mm -hmm. horrible. Mm -hmm. That was a huge speed bump for me because if I pushed through that, it wouldn't have been authentic to push through that. I had to slow down, and it really took me down. It shook me. Right. Um, and, And then, of course, there were other series. So I didn't just... I wasn't on solid momentum of fire the entire mm-hmm. year. There were a lot of big bumps that I had to slow down and acknowledge and allow myself to grieve or to be angry or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And and this leads into, this is on a smaller scale before, um, well, actually, you know what, let's just take our break because this is going to be like a can of worms that we open for our <laughs> second topic. So um, is that okay, Benny? Are you? Okay. Um, He's like, it's sort of okay. It's sort of whatever. Well, <laughs> well, it's always funny when you try to go to a break and Benny's like in the ox studio. And you're like, oh, crap. Oh, no. <laughs> Benny needs to be in here. So I always <laughs> want to check with Benny and see if he is at a stopping point and we're at a stopping point. Um, okay. So you're listening to Sunny in Seattle. I'm Sunny Joy, joined by my fabulous uh, co-host, Dr. Alessandra, <laughs> didn't give you very much. Did you remember my name, Sonny? No, I did, but I wanted you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I looked over at you and I thought, I didn't really toss you that one very smoothly. Um, yeah, and usually we're here on First Friday together, but because Alessandra is traveling, we're doing Second Friday yes. this month. Yes. So we will be back in just a few minutes and continue the conversation. Are you ready to get unstuck from a bad marriage and embrace your best life? If you're anything like me, you may have spent years creating a life that looks pretty good on paper. There's just one problem. Your marriage is unhappy and unfulfilling, but you're too scared to trade your comfortable life for a future full of unknowns. In my new book, Unhitched, I will give you the tools you need to make the right decisions about your marriage, as well as the confidence that your future can be better and brighter than you can even imagine. I share my own very personal story, and I will guide you through a clear process that will enable you to answer the question, should I stay or should I go? It's a process that will help you tune out fears and unwanted advice, and instead tune into your own intuition and inner wisdom, as well as exit a marriage gracefully and feel secure about your future. 
Get ready to trade confusion and stagnation for your best life. Unhitched, unlock your courage and clarity and unstick your bad marriage. Available for pre-order today on Amazon.com. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Sunny in Seattle, radio that positively shines. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Our demo is the best. <laughs> Welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. Um, I'm your host, Sunny Joy, and Benny is dancing in the background. Oh, I'm chair yes, dancing all the way. Yes. Danced us in. And then joined by co-host. <laughs> Dr. Alessandra Duke. Yes, and we were all reminiscing. She's removing her roller skates currently. Yeah, I am. Oh. I am. Sorry, it took me a moment. We were reminiscing on uh, first slow dances. I think this was Al Saunders' first slow dance. Yeah, that was one of the songs that I slow danced to. I was sharing with them that I, when I was very young, like 11, I used to sneak into the high school dances and dance with high school boys. Sneak in because yeah. maybe mom's listening? Or did you just like, oh, might as well just show myself I think she, I think they knew. Right. I think that. She probably drove you. Uh, yeah. She's like, Bye. <laughs> It was like free daycare. That's funny. Deuces. Mom and dad are going out. Tonight. Exactly. Yeah, right. They'd go out on a date. Yeah, right. Drop me off at the school nice. dance. Yeah. See if you can find a nice high school boy to drive you home. Totally. <laughs> uh. Yes. Yeah. And now look how I turned out. It's wonderful. Magical. Gosh. Now I feel silly transitioning into you know what? a very it's so, serious topic. This is a very good thing to have laughter this early in the day. So anyone who's even listening to us that is like, they sound really idiotic right now. I just think <laughs> if you're laughing, laugh. It's exactly. so great. It's such a great way to start your day. And it I burns agree. calories. It burns calories. Yes. It gets all kinds of Bonus good chemicals going in your yep. body. And it boosts creativity. All the studies show that when they, sh- like, when they, um, let's say they have a study group or a, a, a group that they are studying. Not like, yes. Yes. Um, and <laughs> they show one group funny videos and they show the other one like a horror film and they show nothing to the third control group or whatever. Um, the people who have been exposed and laughing yes. have greater creativity and ability to create things than the other groups. So, yes. yeah, that if you're feeling a little bit of writer's block or you're stuck in your work, go watch some funny YouTube videos of like animals doing silly things or whatever oh, makes I you love laugh. It. Animals doing doing weird things really gets me. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So now we'll shift into our topic. Yes. Ever yes. so. That was kind of a bridge. Smoothly. <laughs> That was the shortest rickety bridge I've ever been on. <laughs> it worked. We'll make it happen. So one segue is, okay, so I think we're headed into, yes, these times we can be ha- happy and have this laughter and that's wonderful. Uh-huh. And how about those other days? Yes. Right? And I had three of them this week, which is what I was telling you. So I, I, um, I've talked about this a little bit, I think, in my Facebook Lives, but I call them bare minimum days. And it just it's a day where um, I wake up. And even if I consult my emotional or vibrational speed dial list and I listen to the inspiring things, quite frankly, sometimes, well, like Martha Beck calls that filling the well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when she's writing, and I found this to be true when I was writing my book, that 
I would often need to consume a lot of inspirational material, reading a lot of memoirs of inspiring people mm-hmm. or listening to the spiritual teachers I love. Like that was crucial for me when I was writing. But on these bare minimum days, those sources that I would usually go to to lift my mood, my vibrational or emotional speed dial list, I don't even have the capacity for that sometimes to for me to take it in, it feels like. Mm. Like sometimes I just, there is, it, it just feels um, like I just can do the bare minimum that day. So right. I, you know, keep the appointments that I have. I respond to the emergency emails mm. or things like that. But I know I need to shut it down early, rest, and I can hopefully reset. I had three days in a row that I consider bare minimum days. And it can get a little bit scary sometimes because mm-hmm. you think, oh, my gosh, am I, is there something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Because I watch, um, you know, I follow many of my mentors, the ones who are on social media, of course. I turn to them to see what they're up to and um, get inspiration. Um, and I notice, you know, for those that post every day, um, and it doesn't, doesn't seem like they ever have a bare minimum day. And I think, is there something wrong with me? Right for having bare minimum days. And fortunately, I woke up yesterday, Thursday, and I was back to my normal, inspired, energized self. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a neurochemical thing based on, you know, substances, like if I have, um, you know, too much alcohol mm-hmm. or something, uh, or if I have, um, if I've eaten too much sugar or processed flours, carbs, mm-hmm. that kind of thing for several days at a time. I don't know if it's based on that. I don't know if it's Planetary, you know, sometimes when we go mm-hmm. through an eclipse cycle, I have noticed that my moods, whether you believe in this stuff or not, like my moods can track the planetary cycles mm-hmm. pretty intensely. So I don't know what it is, but either way, I have bare minimum days. And sometimes they happen more than one in a row. Yeah. And it gets scary. Mm-hmm. But you were we were talking about this before the show. You yep. said you were you wanted to normalize that and I would love well, to Well, yeah, because I think those bare minimum days, um, are are something that happen so normally for I think mostly everyone, right? I think that we start to what we talked about before the show was that sometimes that that kind of stuff is pathologized because there is this expectation, particularly if you're in um, some kind of healing field or some somewhere where you're supposed to your your whole thing is being inspiring or Mm -hmm. encouraging of other people. And so if you're not feeling inspired or you're Mm -hmm. not feeling happy or you're not feeling bright, that that we can start to sort of pathologize ourselves um, and make it wrong that we have these kind of lower days, right? The expectation is we should be mostly happy all of the time, right? And, And I think that that's an unreasonable expectation. And there's lots of different you know, different outlooks on this. Some people might say, okay, shoot for 80-20. Is your life good 80% of the time, 20%, not so much. Some people would even say a 50-50 split. 50%, mm-hmm. it's gonna, you're going to feel happy, you're going to feel great. The other 50%, you're, you got to expect that life is going to, it's going to feel hard. It's going to yeah. feel not so great. Things yeah. are going to be happening. Your energy is going to be low, but really banking on that 50% of like half the time, I feel really amazing. Yeah. Right? So the other thing is, I think that those, what you're describing as bare minimum days, are really important to pay attention to because mm-hmm. I do feel like everyone has them. And just because they're not showing up on somebody's social media doesn't mean that that's not occurring for them. I think that like social media, especially when we're we're professionals in you know in this field, right? Like that there is this expectation that we're kind of we're posting and we might give maybe a highlight reel or the best that we can that day, right? But we're maybe not going to share. All of those when we're just getting by kind of things. And I can I can actually attest to that because when I did my Facebook Live challenge last year in 2018 and I went from it ended up being from October all the way to year end where Mm -hmm. I would do a Facebook live Mm -hmm. a day. Yeah. And I had bare minimum days and that would do I would just bring together the best that I could. Right. And do the live. Sometimes I would be honest about it that I was having. I think I did a couple on that. But. Sometimes I just would pull together the best that I could and still post it, even though I was not feeling like being there. Right. And so let me say that as an outsider looking in, I saw you doing those posts and I was thinking, Sunny is on fire. Oh, my gosh. Right. So there's your reaction. Right. But look, this is what happens. I'm looking at you. You're posting every day. You've got, you know, your book. You're doing all this. And I think 
Does Sunny have any bad days like oh me? Oh, my God. See, now right? I think that Facebook Live challenge is a disservice then. If people think, and maybe now, of course, I'm, you know, the mentors that I am following have those bad days mm-hmm. too. And, yeah, I don't, it doesn't do me any favors to mm-hmm. see happy, happy, smiley, even or just pulled together enough that mm-hmm. you show up on Facebook. I don't know that that's doing anybody any favors to think that's what's actually happening behind my closed doors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I think some of the... Some of the people, like I know some of the mentors and people that I have and look to are, will describe having a bad day or not feeling so great or here my life is not all put together or here's some behind the scenes things. But those don't even always come timed with when I need that validation, right? right? So maybe they did do a post like that or maybe you did do a post like that, but that's not the one I saw on my very bad day. Yeah. So I think that the... The trust has to be that that's where it kind of comes back to the self-trust, too, yeah. where it has to be trust yourself, trust the knowing that just just like me having these these down days, these other people do, too. Right. I've been following Brooke Castillo's work pretty closely. Mm-hmm. So she'll ask. She looks at like kind of a 50 50 split of like half of the time things are going to be really amazing in your life. Half, half of your life might not be so amazing. Mm-hmm. So even when you're looking at someone who you think is so amazing, they've got it all together to ask yourself, what do you think the 50% is then? Because everybody's got that. So just reminding yourself of that and yep. trusting that. Yeah. And also trusting that I think when we've got those down days, our bodies are trying to help us slow down for whatever reason that is. Yeah. And I think it makes me want to look up what is the percentage of time that, say, um, land that is used for crops and mm-hmm. farming what percentage of the time does it need to lie what is it fallow where it's mm-hmm. in rest mode where it's kind of getting its minerals and it's all its juices flowing yeah, again I don't know so the land support. words but i like it yeah mm-hmm. well so yeah it's in, or how long does it take for a seed to germinate and buried deep in the ground where you don't see anything happening and it needs that mm-hmm. cocoon of darkness and support before it can actually come forth and be energized as a plant and then of course as it's as it then withdraws and dies and goes back into the ground there's another period of that so I've I've I guess I feel like we live in a culture where there is no room for the natural cycles of nature and we are animals Mm -hmm. we we mirror we're affected by planetary things and and um yeah, the cycles of nature. Mm-hmm. So trying to push through those periods where we need to be fallow. Right. That's the word. Well, right, because right now, I mean, animals are hibernating, mm-hmm. right? They're getting they're getting their food and they are going inside. And and I think as as humans, particularly in, in our country, the expectation is that we continue going at the yeah. same rapid pace no matter what. No matter the time of year, no matter the time of day, you just should be able to keep going. And I will say that for a lot of my clients hearing like, okay, three bare minimum days, that's not bad at all. Okay. <laughs> right? Like they'll, they'll take it. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, if those bare minimum days start being your new norm and are taking over, you've got more of those, like where you're feeling just really down than not, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, that's time to like maybe reach out to someone and maybe take a look at that. Yeah. But I think of that as like, okay, three days where your body wanted to go inward and rest. It's like not only thinking about how, what did you take into your body, but also like energetically, what did you take in? Did you have a lot of like social interaction? Right. Were you around a lot of people? Like what was going on for you? You know, because we need to go within this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say my SIBO journey, that small intestinal bacterial overgrowth that Mm -hmm. I had this past, that I was, um, I guess, addressing this past summer. So I had two months where I ate a completely anti-inflammatory, basically it, it, it would be an autoimmune-friendly diet, mm-hmm. um, and then had no outside substances, no caffeine, no alcohol, no marijuana, no yeah. nothing. And all of you know the things that I used to either help me sleep or to wake me up if I'm ha- foggy. And I have to say, my body on its own, it I can tell things I need to be more supportive of my body I think it's more sensitive than I gave it credit for so being aware of that and um yeah Mm -hmm. and maybe a recalibration and that's okay Mm -hmm. yeah and what was I going oh yeah and I also have to say when we were talking about mentors and people that we follow and I think none of them have bad days Martha Beck I think is an exception to this in terms Mm -hmm. of the folks that I love Mm -hmm. and 
she's never been shy about how she is. She still deals with crushing anxiety at times, and she's dealt with depression on and off her entire life. Mm-hmm. She's, of course, had um, her symptoms have uh, completely receded for her fibromyalgia, which is pretty unheard mm-hmm. of. But um, she had a variety of chronic degenerative uh, diseases or disorders at one point or another in her life. And she's not been shy. Like sometimes it takes her, you know, she can only work in a 15 minute increment on a given day. Mm -hmm. And it was like when she was writing her dissertation. And the one thing that she could do was take her advisor's phone number out of the file, put it on a post-it note next to the phone. And that's all she could bring herself to do. Yeah. And, you know, I have to think like it doesn't make me think less of her. It doesn't make me think that she's less capable as a coach, as a writer. I, I kind of like that more that mm-hmm. she shares that part of her life with us. Mm-hmm. So I really, I really enjoy that too. When I see other women, either you know, coaches, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. you know, psychologists, kind of healing people, being able to talk about that kind of thing. And I think some people are reluctant, right? Because yeah. they think, okay, well. How am I going to cro- come across as an effective coach or whatever if exactly. I'm sharing that I'm depressed a good chunk of the time, right? Yeah. But I find even that transparency with my clients where I talk about like, yeah, depression is something that is very much on and off for me, you know, like anxiety, big part of my life, you know, like eating disorder, huge part of my past. Yep. So I just think like being transparent about those bad days can be so normalizing for people. And I'm thinking right now, even if you've got some clients or potential clients listening to you talk, Mm -hmm. they're thinking, oh, good. Okay. Because someone becomes totally unrelatable if there are no bad days. I, yeah, I guess so. And I think maybe for certain aspects, like for certain aspects of coaching, if you want your business to be on fire, maybe you do want a coach that never has a bad day. I don't know. But right. Well, if the they're talking about stuff, business, right. then we don't really need to know a ton I mean, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm off the cuff here thinking about this. But I think for somebody <laughs> like that's going to deal with major life transition, with the dissolution of a marriage, with those kind of things, yeah, I can see I'd want somebody who's been in the trenches and, and continues to be in yes. the trenches of humanity Um, Or being human. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that. The humanness, I think, is really appealing and I think really helps people to heal, to be able to hold both that it's okay for me to have these down days that feel like I can do the bare minimum Mm -hmm. and I can I can still do all of the things that I'm inspired to do and called to do. Like both things can be true. I can hold both. Yeah. And to be able to seek guidance from someone who who outwardly experiences both right yeah. because how can you relate to a, a therapist or a coach if you your senses they've never had any hardship right yeah exactly. would they understand you would they get you would they yeah. understand your hardship no yeah no yeah and I also I as you were talking about I just wanted to say one thing in case it it resonates for listeners um, I like the way that Carla McLaren um, talks about uh, depression Um, So she is a social science researcher. Um, She's an empathy pioneer. Um, And she distinguishes between situational depression and clinical Mm -hmm. depression. Mm -hmm. And she calls situational depression the stop sign of the soul. Mm -hmm. So it's something that should, if you're experiencing that depression, let's say, for example, you're in a soul-sucking job that you hate and you, it has created a situation where you're, um, feeling pretty down. It may not be true clinical depression. It may be situa- situational depression signaling to you that you need to reevaluate whatever is going on in your life mm-hmm. so that you can address it and then get back to whatever your baseline normal is. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually had a client who um, I felt pretty strongly um, that he, it, it was around, I was working with him around, of course, as I often do, around marriage and relationship, and he had been pretty unhappy in his marriage for a long time, ultimately ended up leaving the marriage, um, and and that, if you want to call it situational depression, lifted mm-hmm. after he removed the circumstance. Now, I'm not saying divorce is the answer for everyone. It is not. <laughs> um, but for him and that family yeah. unit, it was in the highest and best interest for that to happen, mm-hmm. and it ended up 
Um, he addressed that. He listened to the stop sign of his soul mm-hmm. and uh, moved forward in the way that felt right. And yeah, it made a difference mm-hmm. in that mindset or that, I don't know, his emotional state. Yeah. 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 I think it's, I think it's so important to distinguish the two between like, am, am I feeling depressed or in this depression or having more bad days than not because of this particular situation? Or yeah. is it, is it regardless, you know, does it stick around with me no matter what I'm right. doing, right? They're very different. And also I think that people confuse general, you know, confuse depression with like just sadness. Mm-hmm. Sometimes humans just get sad and, and sometimes okay. we feel sad and that's okay. That's part of the wide, amazing scope of emotion. And we can't know complete joy and that kind of like, fluttery sort of happiness without also knowing sad. Yeah. Right? If we were always in the fluttery happiness or joy, we wouldn't know how wonderful that feels without this other part, right? So that's all part of the human experience, which I like to remind people of too. Yes, and I that's I I personally believe, you know, when we're not in these physical bodies, when we're in non-physical, we are in a constant state of, you know, instant manifestation and and emotional bliss, like mm-hmm. very high vibration emotions. Um, Anita Murjani talks about this, actually. Um, but I, I believe we choose to come to Earth so we can experience the contrast because I don't think it exists in other dimensions or other mm-hmm. ethereal realms. Um, and so I try to, when I'm having those days where things are uncomfortable, remember, oh, I came here to experience this. I am yeah. not the victim of it, but I chose to. And if I look at it that way, I'm like, oh, I remember feeling this way when I was going through the extreme grief um, in 2017 around losing my 20-year-old cat and my 14-year-old dog within a month of each other. Mm-hmm. And it was, there was a point during the grief when my, I mean, it was like my my heart actually physically ached and there were times when I felt like I couldn't catch my breath. But for a brief moment, it was like I lifted, it wasn't an out-of-body experience, but I just could be in an observer position and I was like, oh, now this is magical this feeling of this extreme mm-hmm. grief, while it is uncomfortable at times, it's also kind of incredible that we can experience the depth of this yes. in this human body. And it just felt like, oh, there's the human experiencing the grief. Mm-hmm. Ooh, how mm-hmm. cool is that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm articulating that well, but it was, yeah, I kind of am um, more inclined to embrace now, the bare minimum days aren't fun, but I don't mind the emotional spectrum mm-hmm. as much as I did anymore from that perspective. Yeah. Thinking it's a choice that we get to experience for a brief time. Yes. I, I mean, and I really like that perspective. You know, I think that that's like that is so unique to being human is is our capability to experience this wide range of emotion, to be able to to love so deeply and grieve so deeply. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's just such a wide scope. And so. I think if you can also hold that during those bare minimum kind of down days and know Mm -hmm. this is part of my human experience, it is okay that I am feeling this. This is part of the whole wide range of emotions Mm -hmm. that I get to have, you know. Mm -hmm. And remember uh, Jill Bolte-Taylor, who's been on the show, she's um, a neuroscientist of some sort from Harvard who had that stroke. And when her left brain was taken completely offline, of course, that's her language center and um she wasn't able to form thoughts at that point, really. Mm. All she could do was experience the chemical cascade that is an emotion, and she found that it would pass within 90 seconds. An emotion unimpeded by a thought is will pass right through your body. She said mm. she could set her watch by it. Um, and, and so instead of thinking this shouldn't be happening, I hate feeling sad, make it go away, whatever. She didn't have the ability to do that. And so she just saw the emotions were like waves that would crash in and recede. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I always yeah. remind clients of that because some people think when you open Pandora's box of whatever the, the trauma is and you start feeling the grief, the anger, the sadness, that it'll never go away. And that's that's not been my experience. And No. Yeah. yeah. And it's like I've, I've seen so many clients, you know, they will they'll ask, um, you know, well, what like what point what point is there to talking about this terrible thing that happened or whatever and it's like well we don't need to spend forever there talking Mm -hmm. about it right but there when when you're avoiding that emotion right it's like what other emotions then are you stamping out then right so it's like they they end up going in 
into an experience feeling fully, feeling all of the sadness, feeling the terror mm-hmm. that this may not ever end. And then there's another side to that, mm-hmm. right? That it just kind of washes through. Um, yeah. And I see it all of the time. And I think it's, you know, it it ends up being, I, I think even, I, I know this as a professional, but getting to see it in my everyday with people is like, this is just a feeling. And I can, I can do this. I can do sad. I can do anxious. I can sit with this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me, um, um, I had a colleague who we were talking about hypnotherapy um, and this colleague had been sexually molested by her father at mm-hmm. a young age. Um, and she found that that in a hypnotherapy session, like she had she had knew that she had suppressed stuff because mm-hmm. um, not all the memories were completely clear. But what she found was that in one particular session, and I'm just saying this for those out there who are maybe afraid to look at some trauma that you remember directly or suspect may have happened. Um, and she said she had this experience of going back and she was hiding this particular place in the house, hoping that mm. she was still enough and quiet enough that he wouldn't find her or think that she remember that she was there. Um, and it was a very tight space and she couldn't breathe. And she said as she was in this observer state, she basically was able to metaphorically like reach her hand out and grab the little girl's hand. And she said it was like the waves of the emotion came through where she thought it was going to mm. take her over. It was too much, but the waves passed. It was like once she took all of that that she had been carrying as that little girl, Mm -hmm. let it pass through her. She was left with still holding the little girl's hand, but there was just love Mm -hmm. and there was peace. And it was like there was a resolution on something. Mm -hmm. And she was able to do that. And it that's I mean, I can't think of many other situations that are as um, traumatic as what that little girl experienced. And yet. She was able to do it, and she was able to handle it, of course, with a facilitator mm-hmm. and doing it in a way that felt aligned for her. There are so many modalities out there that can help with that. But point being, that wave of what was the scariest emotion that she'd ever, mm-hmm. never really wanted to look at was able to just pass through, and then she was left with love. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know for that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. 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 Sometimes those, those very scary emotions we think that are going to take us down are the things that set us free. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we've got like one minute left, Vinny. Yeah. Okay. So, well, let's see. Do we, you want to give out your website one more time? Yeah. Um, if uh, anyone wants to come check me out or learn more about my work, you can go to alessandraduke.com. It's A-L-Y-S-O-N-D-R-A, duke.com. Uh, you can also check me out on seattleladybosses.com. So two different places where you can look at Look at what I do. Yeah. And my website is goldenoversoul.com. Um, so I guess that's all for this week. Um, so you've been listening to Sunny in Seattle. I'm Sunny Joy. I was joined by my fabulous uh, co-host once a month. Yeah, Dr. Alessandra Duke. And so th- glad to be here. Yay. And thanks, Benny. You're welcome. As usual. Be bright in 2019. Yay, Woo! Benny. Be inspired. See you next week.